Welcome to Rooted Light, a show that centers on the path of being human first in the divine play of life on earth. This podcast aims to explore the bridge between mysticism and what it means to be a modern day human who is devoted to full spectrum healing. I am your host, Melanie Custodio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I, ah, it has been an interesting week for me, and part of this week has inspired (laughs) some thoughtful reflections and stories that I'd like to share in this week's episode. I I think that this episode will get a little bit more personal and it feels good to do that. And what more personal than to talk about the heart? So that is what the dedication of this episode is about. It's about the heart. And before you roll your eyes, <laughs> as a past version of me might have done, I encourage you just to stay listening a little longer because I think that this the stories that I have to share and the messages that I have in store are resonant for many of us. So I came to this big, not big realization, but it felt big because when I receive a message that seems to be pretty important, it's almost like it repeats in the in my head like a broken record and that's how I know often when I need to like write things down or um, reflect or channel or whatever is when I get a message that just keeps repeating over and over and over and what was repeating over and over was this and it was If you want to receive, you need to put yourself in a position to receive. And then that followed up with, in order to be in the position to receive, you need to have your heart open. I, so... This will probably go in a lot of different directions. But just to set some context for me personally, I have been in this place in in my work and I guess my business, but also my soul's path and how all of those things are connected of feeling perhaps a little bit of frustration around 
not not being able to receive <laughs> what I want. <laughs> and so that's not necessarily money or anything like that, although it can be. I'm not against getting money. It's more so like, I want people to pay attention to me. <laughs> I would like it if someone would listen to what I have to say and to have people who really resonate with the work that I'm doing. And I feel at times like there's this big, big wall and I'm here and I'm shouting and it's like, I can't get anyone to hear me. And how I would really love it if someone could hear me as a means of connection. And I have seen how that has manifested in a few different ways in my, my business, I guess, is like expecting people to want to work with me, but at the same time, like not wanting to, to show people who I am. And a variety of other ways, but I don't, maybe I'll get into that a little later. But I want to kind of dial things back to the heart. And maybe you're like me. And when you hear things in relation to being heart centered or opening your heart. Um, for me, when I would hear this in the past, I would either think people talk about this, it feels like a buzzword, and it feels like not genuine. Or I would think I already know how to connect with my heart. <laughs> I don't need to focus on the heart because I, I already know that. I already do that. <laughs> because people always say that I'm a warm person and I'm a caring person and all of these identity points. If you hadn't listened to my last episode, um, <laughs> we I talked about that, about having like a good person hat or persona that you put on. And so I really didn't think I had that much learning about my heart. <laughs> and one of the things that I've realized is that I associated being, I associated the heart and being heart centered with being someone who gives, someone who, who gives and um, cares and, but more specifically, people pleases, <laughs> um, being perhaps overly empathetic at the expense of your own health and well-being. And that's when I realized that those things are not it. <laughs> that is not what being heart-centered or having an open heart means. I mean, it's part of it. It's certainly wonderful to give to others and 
it's wonderful to be a listening ear for others and to help others. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I was specifically associating being hyper vigilant and helping others as being very dialed into my heart. And what I'm seeing instead was that was actually a mode of protection and survival to avoid rejection. I, if, if, if this person is, is, is listening to me, I need to make sure that they like me, which means that I need to give them lots of things, maybe giving them ex lots of time for me to listen to them, or maybe giving them favors, or just giving them my life force energy, right? And that, that's when I'm realizing that that is not what it's all about. <laughs> I am protecting my heart. I don't want people to reject me. Yeah. So how have I come to this place to explore this further because I really genuinely thought that it wasn't that I thought I um, necessarily have aced the curriculum on healing my heart I it was more so uh, that wasn't top priority that wasn't a top priority for me because I feel like I'm a pretty good person and I care about people and that's not really necessarily something I need to focus on right now. I would say that was kind of the energy behind it. But maybe you're wondering like, what, what led me to sort of unpack this a little bit more? Well, a part of it is, you know, I, I believe that as long as I'm honoring myself, and by honoring myself, I mean, attuning to my body, whether I'm tired, whether I need rest, whether I'm I'm being really called to speak, to share, to move. By doing all those things and, and listening, I find that the universe shows me exactly what I need to pay attention to and what I'm being called to to heal. So a part of it is is me, but another part of it is the universe providing me with the right experiences, verbal exchanges, whatever, to, to kind of show me that this is something that I need to pay attention to. So some golden breadcrumbs that I've found to, <laughs> some of it is more retrospective, some of it's more immediate, um, that some 
some hints that have led me to explore the heart further was I noticed that when I am feeling really just not good, <laughs> um, this these are times when I'm feeling dread, specifically when I'm feeling dread or anxiety. Um, I tend to feel a lot of it in my my chest. Um, I'm not saying that everyone feels that way. I'm not saying that's where you feel stress and dread and anxiety. That's where I feel it. And so I just noticed that, how it's consistently on my chest. And I've also noticed how for many, many, many years, my shoulders and my upper back have been very tense, have always been tense. I hold a lot of, I hold a lot there. And I also know that the shoulders and the upper back are really closely associated with the heart. Another interesting thing is the symbol of the sacred heart has been a repeated symbol in, in my life. I, When I was a kid and my family brought me to church, that was, that was the name of our church was Sacred Heart. I also, before I really dived super deep into uh, a spiritual path, I, I, um, I felt called to get a tattoo. And the tattoo is called uh, the Heart of Viana, and it's a, a, special, a special symbol for me. Uh, because it's specifically tied to my Portuguese ancestry. And also, to me, the specific heart, which normally appears in filigree jewelry, also reminded me a lot of, of, of the mandala. And so the heart and the mandala just felt like those two combinations between my ancestry and my interest in spirituality seemed like a perfect, um, the perfect tattoo for me. And this heart, this specific heart is actually, it's, it's a little bit more on the abstract side, but it's, uh, it is essentially this, the sacred heart. It's a heart with flames at the top. And I've also noticed that during my meditations, when I'm deep in meditation. Uh, Jesus or Yeshua has been a really huge guide for me, and I often see the sacred heart as in my mind's eye during meditation. So it's just interesting kind of looking back on some of these things, these things and seeing how they've been there all along for me to look at and to pay more attention to. I also, last Saturday, I was invited to a bodywork workshop to take part in one because I've been really called to learn more about different bodywork modalities. And this particular modality tied uh, somatics with um, kind of exploring. Uh, 
like the psyche and somatics with body work. It was just the perfect blend of things. And the instructor of the workshop, I a part of me kind of chuckled inside because I knew it was going to happen is she felt called to pick me as the demo, <laughs> as the demo person for this. And I was on the table and she was had her hands on my upper back. And I had major, major release. I was sobbing and what I was seeing and I was crying and I was and I was speaking this to her about I was seeing myself as a little girl and all this little girl wanted to do is she, she didn't want she didn't want to do she wanted to be seen and she wanted to be heard and she felt very ignored and abandoned and rejected so and that that really stuck to me. I mean, it's I'm still integrating that. But I can see how that has continued to be a theme. And what I've done, because whenever I've tried, probably at a very young age, I tried to share what was in my heart, and it was ignored. And my my inner child and or when I was a child probably associated that with rejection with I'm not good enough I'm not good enough to be paid attention to no one cares about me Just taking a moment here because that's a pretty big thing that I carry. And my response to that was to close my heart. My response to that was to close my heart, to not put myself in the position to connect or to to speak or to be seen because having somebody ignore me or really not see me, you know, I think we can all understand when somebody is listening to you, but you can tell like it's not hitting, like what you're sharing with them is not hitting. I'm not saying that people very literally ignored me my whole life. It probably started off as ignoring, but then it became, no, people will just, they don't understand me. And then what would happen would be, I just stopped trying. I'd stopped trying to make the connection because if, if somebody didn't reciprocate or that was too painful. That was far too painful for me. And so ways that I've seen this show up in my life as I was growing up and even now as an adult 
is having a lot of difficulty making friends. I really struggled with that. I struggled with initiating connection with people. I just assumed that, you know, if they cared enough, they would reach out to me. I, this happens even now all of the time. You know, when you're kind of walking, maybe you're in a fairly public place and this could be like a work environment or a different environment. And you see someone that's more of an acquaintance to you or maybe even not. And in that passing moment, you maybe make eye contact and it's sort of like, do I divert my eyes? Do I continue the eye contact? Do I say, hello, how are you? Do I wait for them to say, hello, how are you? <laughs> that like two seconds has always been a very stressful <laughs> energy exchange for me my whole life. Because, because my heart has been so closed off, I almost... I struggle to make eye contact. I struggle to be the first person to say hi because I'm afraid that that person, deep inside, I'm afraid that that person will not accept me, even just for my hello. So this perpetuated into beliefs around people don't like me, I don't fit in, no one listens to me when I speak, or if they do, they kind of tune me out. People don't understand me, I don't have many friends. And I've seen how this has trickled into my business where I'm here and I'm on social media and social media is its own rabbit hole that we don't need to talk about today, but it's the whole thing of like, oh, we followed each other. Well, if this person wants to connect with me, they'll, they'll DM me or, you know, I'm not going to follow this person. They won't even notice. They won't even notice that I exist. So no point in making that connection. Or even just getting out into the world, like on social media and sharing what I have to say. Who cares what they, like there's just this, this part of me that thinks no one cares what I have to say. And also, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I just assume that people are far too busy, far too busy to listen to me. So I want to kind of revisit a little bit of ways that I thought, ways in which I thought that my heart was still a good heart. <laughs> and that was fawning, people pleasing. And I do believe some of that has to do with the conditioning I received 
through the religion I was brought up in, which was Catholicism. And there's sort of this martyrdom that happens in Catholicism. And I just thought that if I had to to lead my my life with my heart, that means I need to be selfless, like a saint, right? That I need to give and give and make people comfortable and attend to their needs and and it was and it was not about the receiving. So that kind of goes goes back to the idea of in order to receive, you need to put yourself in the position to receive. And as you can see through all of the things I just discussed, how I have energetically blocked off being received. And to have your heart to live your to live in a healthy open heart it's not just about giving it's about receiving it's about giving and receiving and some of the things that i have realized is choosing to walk with your heart open is like saying I love and trust myself enough to offer my heart to you and if my heart is not received or if it's mistreated it does not change the magnitude or the power of love I have for myself In other words, my heart is shielded or protected in my own self-love and trust in who I be. And as long as I provide myself with the love that I need, no one can hurt my heart. And I don't mean that in a bypassy way. I recognize that some of those phrases seem very nice in theory. Because I'm going to experience pain just like you're going to experience pain and rejection. But it's trusting that the the love and that you have for who you are and your the love that spirit has for you is absolutely unconditional and if you can really lean into that you don't have to worry about anyone else in fact i would wager that if you walk with your heart open, the amount of love you receive in return is equivalent to the love that you give yourself. 
So it's interesting because I've been exploring this space. I've been exploring this space because I, I really have been pretty much knee, knee deep in my own healing in general <laughs> and cultivating more awareness, more depth, more connection with all that is. And by default, I've been fostering more unconditional self love. But we are social beings and we desire connection. We we desire people to receive our love and we desire to receive love from others. And I can hear spirit <laughs> calling and saying you've you've done a lot you've you've done a really good job and now you're being asked to to crack open that shell over your heart and to make bold moves <laughs> like literally just you know reach out to people to say hey I like what you're doing. That's that's amazing. I was I was and still continue to be like that person that's like a little bit of a lurker. Like I'll be like following somebody on social media or whatever and like thinking what what they're doing is amazing, but then I would I just would never share. I would never share that. And now I and the giving that the giving is different now. The giving that the giving of love is entirely different now. It's coming from a place of I see you and I want you to know that I see you and I have love for this. I have love for you in this moment and what you're doing. Whereas the giving that I have been conditioned to give in older aspects of me would maybe give compliments or whatever <laughs> from a place of fear, <laughs> from a place of fear of, I should say this thing, maybe they'll like me more, maybe they'll be my friend now. And now it's much more of, hey, I want you to know that this part of this thing that you shared or being in your presence or whatever it is, feels really good for me. And I think that what you're doing is awesome. <laughs> maybe it doesn't come out like that. But and it's and it's just coming from a place of genuine like admiration and love and not from a place of trying to get something out of this person or to try to make myself feel more comfortable 
And that has been a huge reach for me. I've never, I've never wanted to do that because they'll think I'm weird or, you know, they'll reject me. And over the last couple of weeks, I've, I've, I've been sort of taken down under, <laughs> taken down underground into my own initiations around connection, around love. And it's, it's funny how it has weaved in areas of my personal life, in my romantic relationship, in, and in my business. <laughs> it's, I just have been experiencing this pervasive feeling of loneliness. And, and what, and now as I've been emerging and integrating after the bodywork session I've had of the explorations that I've recently had around the heart, it's recognizing how much of it has been self-imposed out of a form of protection, of not getting hurt if somebody doesn't think that, if somebody doesn't think that the same thing that is cool as I do, you know? Like, hey, I have this cool shiny rock. <laughs> and having the other person be like, I don't care and like walk away. <laughs> it's being okay with that. And I also really feel, and I don't know if I will dive super deep into this, but can sense how my tendency towards perfectionism is rooted in this fear of, of rejection. If I'm not, if I do something wrong, or if I drop the ball, so to speak, they're going to see who I really am. <laughs> they're going to see who I really am and they won't like me. And I think the last thing I would like to touch on is how, you know, how the heart and how giving and receiving and how manifestation ties all together. <laughs> I have like a lot of I wouldn't say a lot of resist resistance, but I have some resistance about the word manifestation and about manifestation in general, because it's almost like, I feel like everyone's eyes just like light up like manifestation. And it's almost like, I'm afraid I'm gonna lose people. <laughs> um, Cause it can be so shiny and distracting. 
but I do feel called to talk about it. And it's, I want to see if I can actually say it in a way that makes sense and lands because it's a little difficult to put into words. But as we know the hermetic principle, as within, so without, and you've probably heard things about you, you are the universe. You are a microcosm of the universe and the universe is you. And it had me thinking about this idea of giving and receiving and how I thought that I was living my life in a heart-centered place because I was giving and giving, probably not from a genuine place, but out of a place of survival, and how I was not putting myself in the position to receive. And how this ties into manifestation, and I and I've I think I've feel like I've heard this in, in people when they talk teach on manifestation is well, you need to put yourself in the position to receive and sort of like a, if in the energy feels very like scolding, like, well, you aren't like opening yourself up to receiving. So, and it's just like, but what does that even mean? <laughs> what does that mean? And for me, it, it ties into this whole thing about the heart and about leading life with your heart open. And I swear this ties, will tie all together, but let's, let's get back on track here. You, you are the universe and the universe is you and the universe is animate. So how would you feel if you have someone in your life who's, who's always asking you, always asking you for things all the time and you're happy to give give things to them because you know you're you're a giving person and you don't necessarily have an expectation to get something in return but after a, a certain period of time you start to kind of feel like what what do i get out of this where is the reciprocity and if the universe is animate meaning it has its own desires and feelings too, which it does because you do and you are the universe. How do you think the universe feels if you're asking for things? And what are you giving, what are you giving back? So maybe you ask the universe, universe, I would like whatever it is. I would like an aligned romantic partner. I would like more money. I would like this or that. And the universe responds, I see. But in what ways have you given yourself? In what ways have you given that to yourself?
So similar to how in, in order for me to be in a position to, to receive, I need to, to reach out and to connect. And let's just say you, you're asking the universe that for more money. Well, why do you, why do you desire more money? That's a genuine, that's a genuine desire and it's a valid desire. And the question is what's underneath it? Maybe underneath it, this is just an example. It could be this, it could be a number of other things. Maybe that desire is just to have safety. So you can feel safe. So my question for you in this giving and receiving, if you want the universe to give you more money so you can receive more money and you are the universe, how can you give yourself the embodied sensation and practice of safety. And then similarly, if you desire a partner, a, a romantic partner who loves you, have you first given yourself the opportunity to really be received and loved by yourself. So I think that is all for this week. I don't really know if my podcast episodes will be released on a weekly basis. Um, probably not. But I am hoping to have some level of consistency. And yeah, again, if you deeply or if you deeply resonated with this, or even if you just found parts of it helpful, I would love to hear from you. I, as you have probably already heard, I really would love connection and I love hearing from people. And also, if you found this to be helpful or inspiring, I would love it if you could share it with someone else. It would mean the world to me. Just a reminder that you can follow me on Instagram at rooted.light. And I offer tarot readings and past life readings and soul alignment sessions. So I hope to connect with you all soon.